My name is Mike Nelson, perhaps best known in the DCD community as Dyspraxic Singsong Mike. As a fitness enthusiast, I've been hosting free online fitness workouts on behalf of Dyspraxic Help for You under the banner of Dyspraxic Fitness since 2020. It was after having been diagnosed in my teens with dyspraxia that I sought to raise awareness and support others also living with a hidden disability. Starting a family, holding down employment and then becoming a homemaker naturally took precedence. Voices in the dyspraxia community got louder after the outbreak of a pandemic and it became evident more than ever that dyspraxic people were struggling both mentally and physically. Joining me on this podcast will be other dyspraxic fitness fanatics, dyspraxic sports people and attendees from my dyspraxic workouts to discuss living with dyspraxia and how they embrace keeping fit with a lifelong hidden disability. Before we proceed with the episode, we would like to invite you to attend our twice-weekly online dyspraxic workouts. For more information, please follow Dyspraxic Fitness on social media, on Facebook at Dyspraxic Fitness, on Instagram at Dyspraxic Fitness, and on Twitter at DH4U Fitness. Welcome to the podcast, Dean. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, Mike. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. And uh, thank you very much for your time to uh, come along and uh, take part in this uh, podcast with me. So You're um, welcome. Ah, brilliant stuff. Thank you. So uh, let's begin just by finding out uh, when you were officially or self-diagnosed with dyspraxia. Well, it was quite a weird thing, actually, because I said I wanted to do an art, uh, art, art degree in college. And the the problem was is that I was trying my best to do it, but then the tutor about well three weeks I think it was about no yeah three weeks in she put me um, asked me to come into her office and she asked me if there was anything wrong at home and stuff like that and I said well not really and she goes well it 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 seems like something's stopping how far you're going the progress from how everyone else is you know. So they got me in touch with, uh, they had a guy called Ken Greaves who was, uh, um, what was it? He was like a, oh, what's the name? Hang on. Uh, he, he, it was like checking things like that, you know, like dyspraxia and stuff like that. So he, he was one of them and he did tests with me in a room and just to make sure and everything. And then found from that, he picked up that, I had dyspraxia, but my mum picked up a long time ago. So did my doctor, sure. but it they didn't get um, sort of known until I was in college. So it sort of made a sort of roller coaster of a sort of thing for me, sort of learning how to cope with it. You know, totally, totally. It's uh, it's really tricky. And how long ago was that roughly? Twenty one. I got diagnosed. I was twenty one. 21 years ago. 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, some time, isn't it? And um, you know... Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, it's it's a frightful thing because it's very different to how things are these days, I find, you know? Oh, totally. I think, you know, maybe people at that kind of uh, 
you know, that era, should I say, or that time, uh, you know, did find the, or should I say, you know, they uh, didn't really know what it was about, you know? No, uh, no. I think it know. was like lost in the woods sort of thing. You sort of say one thing and they're like, okay, well, so you can't do that or you can do this and you can't do that. And then you're just sitting there like, well, you know, it, you try not to be too negative about everything, but you start feeling a more slump in it thinking, oh, so that's why I can't yeah. do this. And this is why, you know, so it, it, it's, it's hilarious. It really is. But as I said, you start slowly sort of logically try to fit everything in thinking, Okay, so why I couldn't fit in the chalkboard I'm trying to catch up? Now I know why. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, it's kind of good that we know, uh, you know, yes, why it yes. is. And, uh, you know, also there's kind of a valid reason for it now, isn't there, really? So um, what do you uh, struggle most with, would you say, on a day-to-day basis? You know? um, I think I struggle with definitely fatigue and I definitely have a lot of memory problems. And, well, I can remember, like, as I said, if someone says, like, I'm very good with people's like faces. I'm very good with that, but it's history of stuff or really, really going far back doing, and you know, thinking of life and that, you know, when you're younger, I can remember tidbits, but not as much. And I do find that my body structure also is very hard to sort of get myself motivated and also keep my, you know, like muscular side, you're trying to keep yourself fit and, when you get older, everything starts to slump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, being 41 myself, you know, I, I totally get that as well. You know? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> so, you, you, I mean, when I watch wrestlers, I think, oh, my God, look at their bodies compared to mine or anything like that. But, you know, I know it's a very different situation. But, yeah, I mean, as I said, I have an ups and downs with anxiety. And I, I think, as I said, I've uh, slowly started having problems with uh, a lot of big crowds and uh, my head uh, with uh, dizziness and stuff a lot more now. So I don't know if that was a cause of something happening or not. But yeah, I mean, I said, I try to find a way around adapting every single thing I do. So (laughs) yeah, I think we do as dyspractics, you know, if there's something that we can actually, uh, you know, do better or a different way around it, then we'll do it, you know, even if it means maybe, yeah, you know, taking a little bit more time to get there, we will get there in the end. You know, it's what we're all about, you know. Um, well, I, I said this to, like, I said this to Michelle the other day. You've got a box, and people who live by that box, that's fine. But I never like living in that box because it's, there's so much around that box that you want to learn and knowledge-wise and everything. So, you know. So um, going back uh, a little bit maybe to, uh, to your school years, um, did you enjoy kind of taking part in PE? Um, you know, when you did it? <laughs> nah, nah. The only thing I remember in PE is trying to get up a rope and not succeeding one bit. When they played a game, uh, a yep. game of tag and you're supposed to get away from everyone, everyone, my friend at the time, he was up the top of the rope and he's going, come on then, come up. I'm like, I'm getting up there. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> these, these hands, I felt like a cartoon. I felt like. It wasn't, it wasn't working. <laughs> and then, you know, when they say to you, uh, this is this is a funny one, actually, right? I remember the bleak test in uh, secondary yeah. oh, school. I remember them. Now, the first time I ever had to do that, I thought, ah, oh, it's quite easy, you know, just going backwards and forwards. I didn't know 
the beep was going to start getting <laughs> shorter and you had to get to the other side quickly. I was like, oh my God, I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's tricky. Yeah, I've done beep oh, tests man. before. And it's like, oh, you think they're yeah. so easy at the beginning. You think, oh, come on, man. This is brilliant. Oh, hang on. And why is this going fast? But yeah, with yeah. PE and stuff, um, <laughs> I, I was never picked for football or anything like that. And hopscotch was like a maze of itself with numbers. If you try to do hopscotch, you're sort of trying to do a hop, skip, jump, jump, jump. And you think, oh, God, I've walked off my line. I've walked this. So, yes. <laughs> it's a it's practic nightmare, isn't it? You know, hopscotch. Oh, yes, I think yes, to this day, yes. it still is. <laughs> How can we do there, that? You know, it's massive coordination. There, there was the thing we did in Abbey Sports Centre that was near Barking, and they did all different kinds of sports. Basketball, I fouled. And then they said, oh, why don't you try badminton? It might be a lot easier. So I'm waiting for this shuttlecock in the air, and this shuttlecock is just slowly going down. And I thought, oh, I've got this easily. It just went out. <laughs> the shuttlecock just hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, don't talk to me about badminton. It's oh, just yeah. like, you know, trying to hit something. I'm, hit, I'm <laughs> like hitting catching. air, you know, that's it. You know, give me a tennis ball any day and I'll be able to hit that. But give me a shuttlecock. It's like, you know, even if I do hit it, you know, amazingly, you know, I'm never going to be able to get it over that net, you know. No, <laughs> no, no. not going to happen. That's the thing. You, you want to get it over that net. You think that little slow thing is going to somehow you're going to get over, go like that, and it's just going to go flying over. This slow thing that's coming at you you ain't yeah. gonna hear it no way <laughs> no no i mean every time it came to me i wasn't even hitting the right part of the <laughs> clock anyway i'm just like what is going on here it's insane. Oh, man. doesn't work doesn't work if you want to see someone just waving a racket around exactly. in that, that's me exactly yeah. if we had yeah, a sport it's... like that i think i think we start making a new sport mike I waving so. a, a tennis racket around <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know quite what the sport would be, but it'd be entertaining to watch, uh, nevertheless. <laughs> well, yeah, at least uh, you get a medal in it, though. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe that's something uh, you need to look into. Oh, yeah, you? definitely. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, were your kind of PE teachers supportive of your disability, or did they maybe not know what it was? Or, or um, you know, how did you fare? Well, in um, St. Joseph's, when I first when um, our headmaster was our PE teacher. And Mr. Sims was, I said, he, he showed me how to swim. He helped me learn to swim. I never knew how to swim. And I got my yellow and my red um, uh, ribbons. And that was one of my biggest achievements for any sport I've ever, ever, ever done because I couldn't swim. I couldn't put the let the the length of one arm to the other arm because it was just not logical to push through, you know, but he was there all the time. Every time we went to the swimming baths, he, he was there. He was saying, come on, you can do it and stuff like that. So, you know, as I said, in first, um, in my primary school, it was very good because I said, we had our headmaster as our PE teacher. So it's different. Secondary school is a very, <sighs> picky thing because I don't think PE teachers know what disabilities are to be honest if you're in a wheelchair it's very different when in, in our age you know when we're in our age I think it's very different they don't pick up on things yeah I, I think it's really hard with kind of any hidden disability really yeah it? you know it's just like yeah. okay well 
we can see you know you, you know if you're in a wheelchair or you know you need help you've got um you yeah. know disability aids and so forth uh to help you to uh you know help, help people to basically you know yeah. do, uh, walk about and so forth then uh you know they can see that but yeah you come along with a hidden disability um you know such as dyspraxia and it's like well you should be able to do it it's like why can't you do it yeah <laughs> yeah what's wrong with your legs or what's wrong with your arms and stuff like that exactly when they did the hurdles in the secondary school i never knew how hard it is to jump over an actual hurdle even when you're tall yeah you still can't get over that hurdle because you need the flexibility of jumping and also the concentration of jumping. Oh, completely. And, you know, when they used to do cross country, that was the funniest thing. When we did cross country runs, they used to say, follow the people in front. And I'm thinking, if there's no one in front of me, where the hell am I going? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just follow the markers. Where are they? Can't yeah. see them. <laughs> Luckily, and uh, like I sort of got lost around, uh, around the side and it was near the school, lucky enough. So I was like, oh, okay, then fair enough. But th that's that's there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people just say, you know, that, that's the worst thing. It's like if you're a bit slower than somebody in front of them, I say, follow them. It's like, I hope, yeah, I hope really that I'm going the right way. <laughs> I hope that, uh, <laughs> you know, suddenly people are, at the end are going, like, where were you? You know, it's like. <laughs> You know, I was trying to exactly that's the thing you know you're like oh was you last i think yeah we were last it's like when you get picked for sports day i'm thinking i'm glad i'm not picked for sports day <laughs> i can sit there and spectate and go yay well done <laughs> and then i can go home i don't need to sit there holding a baton and running a relay race no so <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh going back to when you were talking about the hurdles um you know it's yeah. it's not only just jumping over something it's jumping and moving forward you know, yeah, it's like, exactly. oh, yeah, I can jump. You know, we can do that. That's not a problem. But get me to jump and actually go forward at the same time uh, yeah. and make yeah, sure that exactly. you're lifting the legs up at the right time so you don't clip it. You know, it's it's a lot to, uh, you know, a lot to it's, do. It's a lot of coordination. Definitely a lot of coordination. You... I mean, as I said, I used to just duck under it and then climb under yeah. it. So it was a lot easier. Suddenly it turned into a bit of a limbo rather than a hurdle, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it turned it's into. I know that, um, you know, obviously that you uh, touched on it uh, a moment ago as well, but were you ever picked last for team sports? You know, if you, if you did them and, you know, what, what effect yeah. did that actually have on you, kind of on your morals, really? It, well, you know, when you're like, you're little, you know, when you're first in primary school, yeah. when people don't pick you for teams, it really, really starts upsetting you because you think, okay, I haven't even tried. So why have you not even picked me? Yeah. You know? And then when you wanted to play football, just to join in with people, oh, no, no, you can be in goal or you can be on the side. And I think, you know, uh, it, it starts, it does start getting to you in, in your mind a bit, but then you start doing other things like jumping off benches and that and playing Ninja Turtles and stuff. <laughs> so I didn't care. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but in secondary school, I wasn't really sport. Really, I, what I would do is I would either go back to my class and uh, do um, do some of my work, or I'd go to the LRC and just read books. Yeah, but just like um, just look through things and that because I said sport just wasn't my thing. You know, it just didn't agree with me. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I'll be right to think that um, maybe a lot of um, you know people with dyspraxia listening to a podcast would actually feel the same. But you know, it, it's like that fear of like are you going to get you know am i going to get picked now am i going to get picked and you just yeah. watch other people and you think 
Oh, great. It's like, uh, you know, I've probably said, said it time and time before. It's like, oh, is it that I'm going to be the last person? And, you know, do they really want yeah. us on the team? Because if we do, you know, they may, may not want us in case we fall over. You know, we don't score the goal or, you know, we, well, we don't know which the way we're going to go. funny thing, right? Yeah. I was substitute for one match, right? And the one match I did, uh, did actually get through, I actually scored. So I was happy ah, for that. And I got our school through to the next round. So I was happy with that. Yeah. I didn't know I'd scored until everyone said you scored. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the ball just rolled in. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, did I do that one, Mr. Dumb? And then you don't know whether to kind of go, you know, to celebrate. Because like, you know, maybe the bogs and the football player will go, whoa, you know, and actually go mental and, uh, you know, go, go, yeah, yeah, go absolutely it. ballistic. I've scored a goal, brilliant. Whereas us, it's like, did it go in? Was it all right? <laughs> well, look what era we're living in, Mike. We're living in the era of like Gary and all the rest of them and that. These days, you have like <laughs> all kinds of super stars and stuff like that around. So, <laughs> oh, you sure do. Sure it, it must it's be a amazing, standard for like for kids when they get picked in football and stuff that they want to be that yeah. good at something and think, oh, I want to be a high class footballer. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's a big standard, but you know, if you want to be it, you you go ahead with your dreams. But exactly, and I do think you know, as we were saying earlier, with um, you know, obviously with dyspraxia, uh, you know. We may not get it straight yeah. away, but when we do get it, we can hopefully get those decent results and hopefully we'll hit it right first time. So it's all about progression. It's all about thinking, well, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you if keep we've going. got something that we're going to follow and we've got that dream, as you mentioned, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Are, we should be able to to grab grab that dream, uh, you know, particularly. So do you think that, uh, you know, any uh, you know negative experiences the, during PE kind of deter you from embracing you know any sport or fitness activities really once you actually left school um not really no because i just think i just put it aside and just thought you know wouldn't need it yeah you know i wouldn't i mean i said <clears throat> yeah you get the teachers and they're i'll t- tell you what helped actually right yeah. in my secondary school uh, one of the pe teachers um did a thing where we went to a special needs thing where they could do high jump and all this okay. stuff and i was with kids with cerebral palsy and even even i don't know if there was some dyspraxic or anything but all kinds of different people yeah. who had special needs and that felt made me feel more happy being there with them than any time i'd ever been with the pe thing like these small high jumps you do, you know, instead of hurting yourself, just trying to get over a bar or these mini hurdles, you know, <laughs> just making you feel that good. That's amazing. And it was just great. I just went once. They they sorted it out so I could go once with them. I think it was something in uh, uh, somewhere near our school or something, but it, it was good. I really enjoyed that. And I think from there, I was just happy to be joined in, joining in with someone. Yeah. You know? Definitely. I've always been more probably minds things with with instead of more doing football or anything like that i've never really liked sport as i said i like wrestling but that's not that's <laughs> a different case altogether yeah so but, but that's great that you can kind of shrug it off because uh you know i think it's important yeah, i think definitely. people hold on to the past particularly about p fitness exercise that kind of thing um it, it can kind of knock your confidence really can't it and um so 
you know, bringing it up to the present day kind of thing, really, do you prefer kind of exercising alone or do you like to exercise with others, you know, such as, uh, you know, workouts or, or team games or anything like that at the moment? Well, I don't like doing anything team related outside because as I said, I don't feel, I don't mind doing like, we do walks now and again. We, 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 we've been part of walks before and that was okay, but not like, I don't know. I haven't really done anything in groups like that, except for the neuro group that we're joined up to. That's all. But like with the fitness, as I said, the Zoom is the only thing I've done with actual people online. And that itself is that that's enough for me. You know, I could never do that fitness stuff in front of everyone. It it wouldn't It just make me too nervous to do it. Um, It is a confidence thing, I guess. you know, you think, well, am I doing things right? Am I, you know, am I making a fool of myself? Yeah. We should never think that, but we sometimes do think of that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, what it is, though, I think it's like, you know, when you're in front of people, I feel that you even your anxiety will go. It, it literally, when you're in front of people, it's like you think they're staring at you. Or if you do, as you said, you do something wrong or you don't do the right thing like everyone yeah. else you actually think you're done worse and that you're not needed yeah. there. When you're on the Zoom thing, it, it, it feels open and free. Oh, definitely. You know? Definitely. So that's that's why I like the Zoom with with you um with with you and the workout and everything because it it gives me a chance to do workouts with the freedom of being myself and not worrying about people judging yeah, me. Which is it you is know? a nice uh, kind of relaxing thing to do uh, i guess in, in one way so that you do you, you know you do feel kind of comfortable and whatever you're doing as well yeah yeah i mean as i said i'm a very hyperactive person very hyperactive i mean as i said I, when i get hyperactive i go to a level of like tasmania to uh, extreme tasmania so and you've seen most of that <laughs> yeah. mostly on sometimes on online so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well that's not a bad thing you know at all you know it's it's kind of who it you know it what makes us us isn't it you know at the end of the day really you know so uh, so that's great and um kind of when did you start kind of participating in sport or you know exercising regularly um i think well before i'd even heard about yours um michelle started wanting to make sure that i did some fitness because she felt that you know, if I had sore knee, because because I've got um, arthritis in one knee and I've got osteoarthritis in the other knee, and and I don't want them getting worse. Even though, like in cold weathers, they are the worst things ever. I don't want them to get worse. And also, um, something in my back. They said there's something, but as I said I try to ignore all these things anyway and try to just carry on. But. Um, Michelle wanted me to start doing a lot more walking. So we started trying to do walking to just keep my um, heart rate going well and my pace and actually my whole energy level, you know. And then before that, um, we uh, she showed me this lady on YouTube that was doing these walking um, ones. And that's where I started doing fitness. But the thing is, some of the fitness things she was doing, it was a lot harder for me because it wasn't, based on like what you do with us you know like you take it easy you know what what, how well we can do things and you don't push us to the limit where we're like oh okay how do we do this move 
So um, to be in comparison, yeah, it was great doing Leslie's thing or anything like that. But with your one, it's more my thing because it's my pace, my energy levels go higher. I happy every time I finish, you know, so I, that that's how I look at it, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so people uh, with dyspraxia are known to have poor gross motor skills, uh, you know, trouble yeah. with mobility, coordination. Yeah, have you ever been affected by these kind of traits before? Yes, definitely. As I said, um, it's the motor skills, isn't it? Of every, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I've had that quite a lot. I've had to see a lot of different occupational therapists and physio and stuff like that. And one of them was actually just blunt to the point. He said, if I didn't start moving my legs more, I'm going to end up in a wheelchair before I'm 40 something. So I was like, okay, then fair enough, I won't. And I started working out quite a lot, trying to keep myself balanced, you know, of thing. But doing walking and doing a lot of walking, as I said, trying to keep the walking was my goal, you know, to try to keep walking, you know, every day getting up, knowing I have to go for a walk and enjoying it instead of making it a chore because I started making it a chore at the beginning and I get obsessed with things. So when I make it a chore, I think, oh God, I'm not going to enjoy this. So we're going to go for a walk and then you get Michelle to say, oh, you know, you're not really enjoying this walk, are you? And I thought, you know, it's, it's something different now where I'm actually enjoying the walk. It's a nice pace. And I know how far I can go and what I can't go, you know. And as you know, last uh, this year, going too fast, I slipped and nearly ended up in the river near our thing. And only three weeks after did I actually notice, after doing one um, a, a move, that I found, oh, that's not good. And then we went to minor injuries and the lady said, oh, I'm going to have to be careful on heels and, you have to be there and i thought oh god this is going to be a pushback <laughs> so um let's say uh you know people with dcd have difficulty uh, learning and executing motor skills you know without considerable practice yeah um so do, do you find that uh, that you have kind of difficulty learning um new things as well or yeah yeah i find that um like i'm doing a course at the moment as i said to you before um and trying to take all the information in is very hard but as i said when i first did your workout it was the same i had to try to work it out like some of them i still have to count how many steps you're walking when i do it so i know exactly what i'm doing but if if you're like very tired or fatigued i find that you literally your brain is i can slur my words like anything i can't get sentences together when I'm I'm actually at that fatigue part and when I do that I, I know it's not the easiest thing to learn but as you said I find probably pictures better to learn than what like wording wording's very hard to learn because you pick it up but then you think in your brain hang on I went back to that but I can't remember what it was you know so as I say about your workout, it's sort of slow for me to grasp it all. So it's so one step at one time, and then I know exactly what I'm doing next and stuff like that. So it, it helps a lot. 
Oh, that's brilliant. And um, do you find exercising helps in regards to the physical difficulties uh, to be had with being dyspraxic? Yes, definitely. I find that it boosts your energy levels. I find it makes me happier. Actually, it makes me a lot happier in 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 myself. Actually, as I said, I, I'm not a person to be proud of anything I do. So when I sort of get like three miles, I say, "Oh, it's only three miles," and Michelle will go. It's more. It's not just three miles. It's good. It's it's a good thing. So when I'm doing the workout and I feel like I'm done, it, it, in my mind I'm like, yes, it's an achievement. You know, it might be a small one, but it, it's just to be proud of yourself. And I find, as I said, it doesn't matter how you do something. The proudness is very hard to. I find it anyway to be proud of myself in anything I do. <laughs> Nothing's ever perfect for me. It's it's got to be. That that 100%, you know, before you can say, all right, then, yeah, I guess yeah. so, oh, you know. Bless you but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's good that you're, uh, you know, finding that the exercising is helping you out uh, and uh, obviously helping you oh, out yeah. with the physical yeah, difficulties that uh, unfortunately we have with being dyspraxic as well. So, obviously, you mentioned about, uh, you know, walking and, and doing workouts and things. I mean, can, can you ride a bike yeah. or can you drive a car or, or anything like that? No. Um I've been told that I can't ride um, drive by the DVLA, so you know they tell me I'm I can't drive. I, I I've got to listen. <laughs> um, I tried riding the bike a long, 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 long time ago as the stabilizers, but I never got that far. And I tried to do a, a two one when they were doing the cycle proficiency test or something in school, and I went flat on my literally flat sideways so the guy said to me make sure you got your feet on the thing i did i went like a pancake down <laughs> yes and then i tried the bike bikeability thing which was very good but it was the most exhausting thing ever and this poor guy who was running the bikeability thing he actually had to get on and had to help me because i couldn't ride it was quiescent yeah so yeah two people it was a tricycle for two people and poor Michelle, she was literally riding more and more than me. I was trying to steer it. So she then had to steer it because I nearly ended up in the gate somewhere. And then the guy who was running it said, oh, to Michelle, why don't you go and ride on a bike while I ride with Dean and then we'll, uh, and then we'll get there faster. So <laughs> the next day I couldn't move my leg. <laughs> I was shattered. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think I said, I know there is people like with dyspraxia who can ride bikes and drive and everything. And I said, I'm so proud to hear that. You know, I, I think that is one of the biggest things to do. But as I said, it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, it, it, you don't have to, you know, I've uh, yeah. you know, learned to drive and maybe one, one point in my life and we'll go again. But, uh, you know, uh, starting off, when I was in a manual car, there's so much to, you know, yeah. to, uh, you know to take in. You've got to change gear. You've got to look around. You've got to do all this. You've got to, you know, push your feet. You've got to steer. You've got to observe. So, yeah, there is a lot of things uh, that are tr quite tricky for, for people to, to learn driving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, it's, it's not easy to learn, like, to, like, hold. The, I know you can get auto ones, fine, but you still got to watch the steering wheel. You've got to do yeah. this. You've got to do that. And I think I, yeah, that's yeah, too much. Indeed. I mean, I did. I, I did myself do a few automatic driving lessons, and they were definitely better. But 
yeah, yeah you know that, that was it was it still hard go, um yeah i think maybe uh you know it was easier because you haven't got uh, the gears to work out with and you know or, or to yeah. sort out and like hill starts were generally a bit more easier but yeah uh, you know it's still you still got to look around look at your speed check your mirrors all these bits and pieces so there is still a fair amount to do and uh like you say i'm pretty proud of anybody um you know, dyslexic or not dyslexic, really, to, uh, to actually yeah, drive a car. I, I think, yeah, anyone, as I said, it doesn't matter, anyone who can't ride a bike or who can uh, or drive or anything, great. But when someone's on the, like I said, DCD or the spectrum or anything, it is harder to do something, definitely. And as I said, anyone who does it, as I said, props to them, definitely. I think, as I said, I'm proud yeah, of them completely. Yeah, definitely. No, it's... Uh... It, it's something that uh, you know it's a choice at the end of the day isn't it really so we uh yeah yeah as i said you know some i mean i said i know you love riding your bike and i said i think it's great you know but me if i ride a bike i think i'll probably end up somewhere <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well that's it you know i mean it's not for everybody and luckily i've picked that up and uh yeah i just yeah. love my biking love my biking all the time you know with all my uh, long distance oh, yeah, yeah, rides yeah, and, and, and so forth. So it's great. So um, as a participant of my free and online mm -hmm. uh, dyspraxic fitness workouts, uh, what would you recommend most about it to potential newcomers? Well, I would find that the new, um, when you are feeling very vulnerable or have anxiety running through your brain, uh, mind trying to do fitness or anything, when you first get onto your one, it feels a breath of fresh air and it feels like you haven't got a rush or you haven't got to perform in front of anyone to be better yeah. than anyone you know you have people that as I said all all walks of life we've got from dyspraxia, people with dyspraxia you know and as i said i've met so many good friends on there because of how well you know I, i've spoken to people about their, their problems and they've spoken to me and everything and i think you know, I find that if someone wanted to come on there, they know for a fact they're not going to be judged on anything they're doing. They're not going to be having to do something that they can't do. They do it at their own pace. They do it how they want to adapt it. And it's an it's the easy easy life to do that and the freedom to do it, you know? Oh, that's great. Thank you, uh, you know, for, for your feedback. On that. You're welcome. And um, how do you feel yourself after you've done uh, one of my uh, free online workouts? Well, I do them every Tuesday now. So I do a virtual mic every uh, every Tuesday and I feel <laughs> sweaty and very exhausted after it. But as I said, <laughs> it is a very, very good workout. I mean, as I said, it works everything from your legs to your bum to your the top of your head, anything, everything works. <laughs> It's, oh, it's based on all. Uh, it's it literally, as I said, you're you're feeling like you're a plane when you're finished. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's great that uh, you know it, it helps you. Yes, uh, you know to feel good. It does, mate. You know, that kind mate. of thing as well. So, uh, no, that's brilliant. Well, as I say, um, you know, it's been absolutely lovely speaking to today, Dean. Uh, thank you so much for your time. You're uh, welcome, mate. On this podcast. And as I say, uh, have a very nice evening in what. Well, you thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you. No problem it's at all. Nice. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye. As of October 2021, 
I am following my dream to become a fully qualified neurodivergent fitness instructor. Please visit gofundme.com forward slash Mike Nelson fitness journey for information on how you can support me. Thank you.